Welcome to Matches Podcast, the father-son duo who share how our relationship continues to impact how we lead those in our span of care. The truth is, we all desire to have meaningful impact on the world around us. Some may feel this is far away, and others may feel it is at their fingertips. Our hope is to share everyday stories that will inspire, that will educate, and encourage you to take action in building stronger relationships, to be more human We are back again with our second rapid fire of uh, this series. Just a reminder that these questions, I was doing some introspection and when I heard that we were having a daughter in July and started reflecting on some questions that I wanted to know from my dad um, about his experience of me growing up and what he thinks and some of his wisdom just so that I can learn from them and one day maybe I'll have to answer these same questions. And so it would be good to have awareness. So we went mm-hmm. through the first uh, six questions last time. If you want to, if you want to listen to those. Oh man, like I, I think those last, last six, we made me dig deep. I'm going to have to be worried about these. I think. <laughs> Let's get straight into yeah. it. What practical ways can young men balance ambition at work, marriage and kids? Sure. Not something I think I've always got right. And I don't think anybody does get it right. But just tell you what I've tried to do best in my life. And yeah, uh, hopefully that's it. I think um, I'll start with it. I'll start with the kids um, and a bit about family life. I, I mentioned in the previous podcast, I traveled a lot. And I'll never forget one of my colleagues who traveled a lot with me said one day, Mike, like, I'm astounded. You always know what's going on with your kids and like what's happening and what they've got on to the point of what sport they've got on in a day. Uh, and and so for me, I think the lesson in that where it was keep connected in touch no matter where you are. Don't get so consumed with your work and so consumed with what's going on there, you forget about what they're doing. So know what they're doing, uh, know what the activities they're involved in, and then try and make every effort to be at the important ones or whenever you can. So if I was out of town a lot, meant I couldn't always be, but I'd always try and be back for the big things. And then even when I was in town and I could just make it to the side of the rugby field, uh, or go and pick up somebody from um, 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 their music lesson or something and just spend time in the car. Uh, actually, I'll come to that. That's actually a great thing as well. Every opportunity to give them a lift, to be in the car, that's the times where conversations often happen. Um, so those are some practical things for me. Uh, I think I think in marriage is, yeah, just keep communicating, uh, keep the doors open and and play to each other's strengths. And I think linked to that, I'm going to say like one of the lessons Astrid and I've learned and your mom and I is not to stay to the programming the world gives us of what roles should be. We've uh, we've learned through behavioral tendencies and through other instruments, like, hey, 
your mom's a way better negotiator and trader than I can be. Yet it seems to be scripted that uh, the male must make the phone calls and the head of the house and do the negotiations. But um, actually, treat me up to say, hey, I don't have to play that role. And she's much better at me. So look for your strengths, play to your strengths, uh, free each other up to do that. Um, and then I think with the ambition piece, and this is just my bent on it, is don't get so fixated about where you're wanting to get to and how you're going to get there. I think be your best self version. Be open to what opportunities come by on you, with you, um, and go where you're being led. Uh, you know, so in some in some ways, like the ambition piece, like I'm trying to make, like some, you know, I, I just feel for me it's been like not being so goal-driven to one particular outcome but being open to different opportunities and options that happen in your life. Awesome. Sure. Okay. The next question is, what is one weakness you have spent your life working on? I think, and it's still always a constant struggle for me in some ways, depending on the pressure situation and, and the, and the people and dynamics, but I think it is speaking my truth. Um, I mentioned in the last rapid fire that um, my parents always looked at the at the bright side of things uh, uh, and the encouragers, but not always necessarily so good at confronting things. I think um, I, I'll tell a story in one of our in our future podcasts just around uh, finding my voice, trusting my voice, and then speaking my truth. And so, you know, as I have had to deal with some really difficult situations both in my personal life, in my community life, uh, in my work life, and, and being consulting sometimes into toxic spaces to be able to actually call out things and say, hey, like, you know, this is not in line with what I think is appropriate or, or right. So, yeah, I think I think that that is probably one of my biggest hurdles always. Sure. Who inspired you as a businessman and who inspired you as a father? you know i think for me it's not it's not easy to actually say any one person because i think i've been able to get bits of inspiration from lots of different people particularly in the business world i think there's definitely been people i've read about or read their work and that's inspired me a lot um our ceo bob chapman has inspired me in different ways and brought about a mindset and understanding. Um, but I was, I was really thinking deeply about this one. And I get drawn to one person that I believe has inspired me, and that's uh, Greg Lewis, who's uh, uh, the CEO. He, he led a, a bottling company. Uh, he's leading the holding company for that about his family, but why I call him out is he is probably one of the most conscious leaders I have known. And I've seen people in his span of care who have thrived because he's allowed them to be who they are and trusted them to, to be that. And it and unlocked uh, or helped people move through some of their own fears. So yeah, I, I, I call, I call, I call him out because of his connection with humanity, with nature, with himself. Yeah, just a really conscious person. 
Uh, a father's hard one for me as well, because um, I've only really known one father, and that's my father. And I think I've drawn most of my inspiration from that. And uh, I, uh, yeah. And there's again different pieces that I feel inspired by. I look at my son-in-law, your your brother-in-law Warren, and I get certain inspiration from him and how he deals uh, with our little grand grandson and our granddaughter. The things that I really love it in in how he approaches things and does it, and so yeah, I think there's nuggets that I can pull out from me. Awesome. Um, share a moment where you were firstly angry with me, secondly concerned about me, and thirdly proud of me. Hmm. Okay, the angry one. I you tell me when you think I was most angry with you because I don't know. <laughs> I've hope, I've blocked out some of those things in my mind. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I I probably have blocked them. Maybe maybe you're just never angry at me, but a, a few moments would probably be just really bad choices from my side. I remember playing cricket the one one time down the side and I smashed the ball into the window. And I think you were just frustrated because it was very difficult to replace that window. Probably when I disrespected mom before, there's been some anger. Um, but ultimately, the, the things I remember when you're angry at me is how you dealt with it afterwards. Like I would be sniffling in my room after being in trouble and you would always come and just say, the only reason I've you know called you out on this or didn't, is, is because I love you and I want you to grow and learn from that. So those would be like my small mo memories, but I don't have a lot of them. So I'm glad you also don't remember them. I, I do think as you talk, I mean, and, and that was the one that, as I asked you that, I think probably two, two things that would make me most angry would disrespect your mother um, and, and or teasing your sister. Uh, and, and you, although you were younger than her, you knew how to get to her, and I, I think I have. I have. Um, Michaela and I always have these conversations. There were times I just knew how to push Kayla's buttons, and I remember times where I got her in trouble and not me, and she used to get grounded or you know take take the consequence. And I used to creep into her room afterwards and say, "I'm so sorry," but I definitely knew how to push those buttons. Yeah, I I will say the 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 thing that probably irritated me most about you is you have an uncanny knack of knowing how to wake somebody up at a time they don't want to be. Whether it would be a Sunday afternoon and we were lying down to have a rest, and you would come and Dad, can we go to the rugby field and play rugby? Or and then you would get older as a teenager, and you would go out at night, and you'll come back, and we were asleep, and the door would slam, and like you'd come up and want to talk, and and those were moments I treasure, but as well they were irritating, and you still have a tendency to do that, by the way, sometimes, that, especially <laughs> now with time zone differences, like uh, only jokes, we don't mind it, but uh, we we do say you have a habit or a pattern of doing that. Um, concerned for you. I think I think uh, the time you were bullied, being bullied was probably a time of concern and a concern for, and, a, and it was hard for us as parents not knowing what to do and how to deal with it because we're not ones that want to like 
go and step in and make a scene about things and, you know, about our confrontation. We don't really like to have to do that. Um, but I think it was a time of great concern. Um, and, yeah, I don't think I, I, I wasn't too concerned when you when you necessarily went through your time of questioning about what you want to do in life and whether you gave up. Um, yeah, I can't really. Yeah, I think I think that time was probably the one that was the most concerned. Probably the only other time was when you were like about three or four years old. We were camping out in Gordon's Bay and you were running around a fireplace and you tripped and had a piece of concrete and really gashed your eye quite badly. Uh, and I was at work and 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 your mom was trying to get you into hospital and there was a there was concern around that. Um most proud. You know, this is also a difficult one for me because there have been many, many proud moments. And I think you know you being a high achiever means you've got many, had many awards, many accolades, much recognition. Gee, there's so many things now coming up in my mind. I mean, part of the day that you promised to nurture Anne. Um, but, you know, I I think about a, a year ago, we sat in the bottom of our garden and I gave you feedback on a leadership assessment that others gave to you and the authenticity uh, and what people saw and recognized in you as a leader. That for me was probably one of my proudest moments and just seeing the impact that it had for you. Yeah. Great. And I say that too, because I know how much that feedback did for me in my leadership. And I think I was just so encouraged by the way it had similar impact for you. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, second last question. Looking back at 30 years, because now I'm 30 years old, what are you most grateful about your and my relationship? What we're doing right now. <laughs> I'm most grateful for the fact we have a relationship like this, that we can be having conversations like this. And I think that's based on many years of experience. I'm grateful for your invitation into having these conversations. I'm grateful for the trust and, uh, yeah, just for, I think, yeah, just, just seeing um the potential this has for our relationship and hopefully for others too but yeah i think i'm grateful for the fact we can sit down and have conversations like this lastly what what given your understanding of me is one thing you would affirm me in going forward and one thing you would want to guard me against i think to affirm you um i want you to continue living life purposefully and intentionally, which I see you do, but just encourage you to continue. Don't give up at times that could become hard, um, but don't give up on that. Uh, don't give up being inspiring to others. Um, and, and, and continuously being conscious of who you are in your leadership and how you show up and continuously uncovering more of what that looks like for you. So that's, uh, I think you're on a good path there, and I want to continue that. I think God against worried about what other people think about you and your decisions, but I think there's something deeper than that that's come up for me recently. I think I'd like you to guard against 
rushing to make sure you achieve something or be involved in something or so so you know I've just seen examples like you so desperately want to be part of something and then you, you try hard to make that happen I think like at times I feel like just let go and let it be and I have this incredibly encouraging statement a mentor gave to me and a, and a good friend he said like everything is perfect just as it should be now it doesn't mean it's always it doesn't mean it's always easy, uh, but for our life journey, it is perfect as it should be. And sometimes just rest in that and don't fight it. Mm. Great. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, when we were in Aspen, I, I fondly remember we had a, some good conversations in the jacuzzi there. Um, and that was one of the things that I think resonates in our family story too. You know, I look at Nana and Papa, your your parents and just, they are just so content in things being as they should be. And I see the same thing in you and I often do feel frazzled and going like, why is this not happening? Why? And being able to step back and, and say, we're here in this time, in this moment, and everything is as it should be, and it will work out the way that it should work out. Um, yeah, I think thanks for sharing. It's always so encouraging for me to listen to some of those responses I think I reflect as well just on our relationship and ultimately how it evolves from this this strong mentorship leadership space of fatherhood when you're growing up and into this sense of friendship and walking alongside one another. And so I'm super grateful for that um, with you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Matt, uh, this is the hard thing about it. Like as we, as we share this and try and give tips to other people, like, Nobody gave me those tips and I I just had to trust and go. And there were many times I was wondering if it'll turn out like it does, where, where, like it has. But I think I'm very grateful for you and Michaela and the families you've brought on into our family as well. But just grateful for the people you've grown up to be in now. And, and I can't take I can't take much credit for that. It, it just is what it is. And and yet at times like I've got to pinch myself and say, like, how did it happen? And I don't, there was, it was not by design. I think it's just living, just walking consciously and navigating life with a sense of faith and uh, just keep doing the best we know how at, at, at the times we, yeah, uh, through, through life, just being, being the best and doing the best we know how. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks, dad. Another good opportunity for us to connect and, Hope that this will continue to spur others on to ask difficult, good questions that will ultimately, you know, lead to greater connection and a, a greater sense of belonging. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the Matches Podcast. We hope you continue to encourage, inspire, and nurture those in your span of care.